I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alenios Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And I'm a brick, and I'm drowning slowly off the red coast and heading nowhere. It's Mr. Movies, Ben. There he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this time we are we are going to talk about the first of the rebuild of Evangelion movies. 1.11, you are not alone. Boys, is there a better way to spend your July 4th than watching <laughs> fucking Evangelion 1.11? <laughs> when I think America, I think Neon Genesis I mean, Evangelion. There's a big gun in it. There's big of gun. Course. There there's guns. There's fighting. There's violence. I mean, yeah. There, there's nothing more American than that. There's underage people in sexual situations. I mean, <laughs> they should have had Shinji eating an apple pie in this one, and it would have been perfect. Or better yet, fucking an apple pie. You know, it would have been. A, it would have been an American pie. <laughs> they should have had Ava Unit One swing into the city with a big American flag flying behind it, like Spider Man. Boys, I want to admit something to you right here on the podcast for all posterity. I've never watched American Pie. Really? I watched it. Never seen way it. Way after it was famous. I watched it like mm. when I was in like my freshman year of college. And at that point, the movie had been out for like, I don't know, fucking 20 years, I guess. Um, it does not hold up. I just want to say that. <laughs> the movie is, the, I mean, the beginning of the movie is basically like them spying on a, a girl you know, naked in her room. And then the main character is actually like, hey, we probably shouldn't do that. And everyone else is like, no, it's cool. And he's like, you know what? I guess it is. And it was like, huh, you guys are almost, you almost had like a good point of like, oh, we shouldn't do this. And they're like, and don't that, worry about it. And in that moment, he decided, I will fuck a pie before the end of this yes. movie. <laughs> Honestly, I probably, I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't think I've ever actually seen it, seen it in full either. I think the only American Pie movie I've seen in full is uh, The Naked Mile. Which is one of the direct-to-video ones, right? Yeah, but I watched on Comedy Central, so like, most of it was censored anyway, so it's like I didn't even see it. Yeah, so you've basically never seen an American Pie movie. Basically, yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah, it's just like, I never watched South Park. Same thing, just pass you by entirely in my life. Yeah. That, that I don't understand, but yeah, I also <laughs> kind of understand. <laughs> Boys. I mean, it's like some folks ever watch The Simpsons. That's so true. Which is... Yeah, true sad but before we get into the discussion of the actual movie i wanted to give you guys a little evangelion sighting i had in real life oh so i was at the there's an independent theater in my area that uh, had a one-year anniversary birthday party like food truck poster sales blah 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 it was a fun little thing i went there i'm eating some korean barbecue and i look up and i see this guy in um 
uh, a soccer jersey. And I've been getting really into soccer lately. So I was like, oh, I want to see. I was trying to see what team it was. The logos and like the typography was really weird. I was like, this is not a team I've ever heard of before. Probably it might be in one of uh, the Bundesliga or something. So I'm like, what is this? He gets a little bit closer. It's an Evangelion soccer jersey. So on the back, it says Evangelion 01. Mm-hmm. And was it purple and green. It was it was actually red and black. Hmm. Um, with it. and once I got, once he got closer, I noticed the reason I didn't tell the logos because it was just a bunch of fucking hexagons across the 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 midsection. Oh. Um, but yeah, I saw a true to life Evangelion nerd who bought a Evangelion football jersey. Nice. nice. Now we all need to get that Bass Pro Shop hat that says Neon Genesis Evangelion. We really should. It. It is I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. We should all just buy it, and every time we record something Evangelion related, we should all be wearing. Just it. wear it, yeah. yeah. We'll do nothing the video, for the audio listeners. Yeah, the the video doesn't go well, but <laughs> it, it would just be for us. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this movie starts off with a uh, immediate assault on Seth with some cicadas, just straight it's up. The first fucking thing you hear is the yep. cicadas. And I was like, they honestly, they sound better than ever. <laughs> just, it was, I was like, if I'm going to hear them, I guess this is how I got to do it. He's like, let's get them out of the way now. Yeah, because immediately you see the money on screen. I think that after you hear the cicadas, you immediately start seeing huge, you know, lots of military, big angel fight explosions. Already, it's like the, the first scene probably cost more than several episodes of Evangelion did. Um, so it was, it was, it was for, for a person who just, you know, for the three of us who just watched the 26 episode run, it was crazy to see this much on screen that quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it starts off very strong with those vistas of the destroyed city and the red ocean and all this military equipment coming out here to fight this Ava. And I have a question of my first thought all the way when I saw Shinji was Shinji has more polygons, which is not correct. That's not how that works. But it looked like it, didn't it? He does have more more little triangles floating around now. Yeah. He just looked like he was he was more boy. He was there was more boy on the screen now. He was he was a real boy. I actually do have one more uh details question for you guys. How when you guys watch this movie, I assume we all watched it on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yes. What was your setup for audio and subtitles? What did how did you watch it? Uh, English subtitles, English audio. Okay, Ben. Yeah, same. The English dub sucks fucking shit. I just want to say that real quick. I hated it, and I started listening to it in Japanese after about twenty minutes. Strong, strong. Not a lot of people are not going to like that. I'm sorry. Every first of all, like. Shinji just sounds way too much like a uh, whoa guys whoa 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 like he's just like a dopey guy. To- uh, what's his name? Toji sounds like a forty-five-year-old man who smokes a yes. pack of cigarettes every day. I was going to say the same thing. I wrote it down <laughs> in my notes. It same is same age and everything. Discuss- you said forty-five. I also that's said amazing. Forty-five. That's amazing. Yeah. I just said grown-ass man. Yeah. <laughs> and they make, I know Katsuragi is supposed to be like a little ditzy, but she's just way too ditzy in the English dub for me. Like she honestly sounds just like completely incompetent sometimes. And I'm like, she's still a, a person who knows what she's doing. She's just a little silly. 
So I had to I had to turn it off. And honestly, when you go on Amazon and you want to turn different audio on, if the audio if the descriptions are not in English, so I don't even know if what I clicked on is Japanese. I clicked on the first one that I could not read with my brain, but there were several of those, so I don't even know if it was Japanese. I don't know. I don't speak Japanese, but I listened to that instead, and it was better in my opinion. Well, that is a very interesting take, Seth, because I'm sure we're going to talk about this off the bat anyway, but basically, from doing my research, there's like three different dubs of this movie. There are. There's the original Japanese dub, where they bring in a majority of the original Japanese voice actors. There's the Funimation dub, because when this first came out in America, Funimation was the distributor, Mm -hmm. and they brought in a majority of the original uh, ADV voice cast back, including Spike Spencer and... I assume, I, well, I know Spike Spencer for sure. I'm not sure about everybody else. And then when everyone, but then when the oh, movie's moved. Hmm? I know them all. No, oh, okay. <laughs> and then when Amazon got the rights to them, for some reason, they decided to do a whole other dub, but this mm-hmm. time with a majority of the ADV and manga entertainment uh, uh, voice cast. And manga entertainment was the company that released End of Evangelion and Death and Rebirth in America. So there's like three separate dubs here. And people are going to like what you said, Seth, because this is the majority of the original English cast that a lot of people grew up with and love. That is really interesting to me. Because I did, I did a tiny amount of research and I saw there was a lot of um, love. There's a lot of love for the Funimation dub, apparently, uh, which obviously I don't have access to right now. So I can't really tell what my opinion is. But there was a lot of love for that one online. So I don't know. It didn't sound like the show to me thing is because you two on the netflix dub y'all don't remember i saw the original dub back in the day on dvds i remember the original voice actors spike spencer allison keith uh kent williams or sorry amanda lee win all these people like like amanda lee win as ray just is an iconic voice and they they lost some of that in the netflix dub of of the show but i do think i do agree that some netflix dub choices were better uh like misato i definitely agree is better in the netflix dub me too yeah I think Spike Spencer did a great job as Shinji, and I think he does. He, he embodies more of the pathetic nature of the character starting off, um, which is nice. But yeah, it, Seth, what you said is really going to piss folks off because there's a lot of people who hate the Netflix dub for getting new actors. Mm, well, well, you know, I don't know what to say I, to them. Well, I will say this about the Netflix dub. I appreciate that the kids actually sound like kids in the Netflix dub. Uh but for me, the for me, this voice cast is a mix, mixed bag. Like I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about Spike, Spike Spencer at first. Uh, I thought he was fine by the end of it. Uh, I do not like. I mean, Allison Keith. I'm sure she's a she's a lovely person. I don't like this rendition of Misato. I think the Netflix dubs even better. I like I like Gendo. I like uh, Gendo's John was Swayze. good. Yeah, Gendo was good. Uh, Ritsko, Apparently, she's new, so I don't really have much mm-hmm. of a say with her. Amanda Wen Lee. I thought she. I thought that Ray voice was great. I thought. I thought she was really good. Yeah, I think the Ray voice is good, but Ray is famously a character who talks very little. So yeah, <laughs> did, did not make much of a cut for me. Yeah, true. So for me, the voice, the this new voice cast being someone who got into Evangelion with the Netflix dub, yeah. uh, it, it was kind of a mixed bag. There were some I liked. There were some I didn't like. Uh, but mainly, like, I'm sorry, Allison Keith, like, I just cannot get behind this raspy voice Masato. It just doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. It sounded a little Marge Simpson to me at some point. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't know if I have the same vibe here. Homie, we gotta protect Tokyo 3. 
even as a fan of the original show, I gotta agree. This the, the Netflix Misato, I'm spoiled. She's much better. Yeah. And honestly, I, I tried more times my whole like alternating Japanese voices for the Netflix stuff. I couldn't do it, man. The female voices are just so bad. I just can't listen. Yeah, to I, it. and the thing is, for Netflix, I don't like the Japanese dub or Japanese audio that much. Um, so I don't know. I guess I just have to. I want to hear this Funimation dub at some point if I get a chance because I hear it's kind of like a kind of like a middle ground almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I will say that even though like I like Spike Spencer, I think uh, I feel bad. What's the what's the kid's name? The kid who plays Shinji and Casey Mongillo in uh, the Netflix dub. I think he's the best Shinji. Uh, That's a great job. Yeah, yeah. Because not only does he sound like he sounds like a child, but when he when things get fucking nuts and he starts screaming like that. I listened to like the comparisons between like all the end of Evangelion screams when Shinji comes up and screams. His is the best one besides the original Japanese voice actor, in my opinion. Like that kid kills it. But Spike Spencer, I thought I thought he did fine. I thought he did fine. He's the voice that everyone's familiar with, and you know, I, I, I'm not going to take that away from people who enjoy it. It's just that that's not how I was introduced to it, so I have differenting a uh, difference of opinion. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's totally, it's totally whatever. I, I was very, I was very curious about y'all's reaction since y'all are Evangelion babies by comparison. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much. But yeah, that's my, that's my weird take. We've talked about the subtitles and dubs now. Movie. Yeah, movie. When we see, when they're fighting the military, we see the angel fly for a second. I had a horrible, just nightmare vision in my brain of like them doing a new version of this movie where it's just like, they fly now, they fly now. <laughs> Boo. Right. Boo. <laughs> well, at the screen. well, that happened. <laughs> the third impact just happened. <laughs> I had a coworker recently. He watches, he watches anime and he's seen Evangelion. I was talking to him. I was like, oh yeah, I just watched the end of Evangelion the other day. And but he's also like not, not super into it, so he's like, "Oh yeah, isn't that one like live action?" And I'm like, "Motherfucker, shut your mouth! Do not tempt them! Do not let them try this with Evangelion, please." Parts of it, kinda. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> sections that are technically live action. I mean, God knows they tried. They tried. Yeah, we we basically we just see a, a complete play by play of the first episode of the show happen right here. They blow up the angel again. It fails again. Masato's tr- car gets fucked up. But when they get into the, the nerve, she explains a lot more of the backstory real quick. We do get much more of the lore in this movie than we ever get in the Evangelion show. Oh yeah. Um, starting with um, Katsuragi's info dump on Shinji. Yeah, yeah a lot. And of- also. A lot is thrown at us just right away, especially probably like one of the biggest plot points of the original show. We get that near the end of this movie. Like we'll talk about it when we get there. But I was yeah. kind of thrown thrown back about how quick we got that realization. Yeah. Along with, the, along with a few other things here, I just kind of went through and just kept track of all the changes that I initially saw in here. Like even though it was pretty much a play by play at the first episode. Unless I missed it, uh, when the big crash happens uh, in Nerve headquarters, Unit 1's hand no longer reaches out to pr- protect Shinji, unless I looked away. Yep, that's gone. Yeah, that's gone. Also, Ray's uh, Ava is a different color now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if there's any reasons for these changes, or if uh, Ana was just, eh. Yeah, like awesome different shit. Like you mentioned a few episodes ago, Smith, like he was just playing George Lucas and just making changes just to make changes. 
Uh, but yeah, I just, I was just kind of keeping track of uh, all the changes that I was seeing. For me, the a really big one was when you first see Sachiel, the angel, uh, Fuyutsuki and Gendo talk, and they're like, oh yeah, this is the guys ate from the true of tree of life. I wrote the tree of knowledge. I'm like, okay, all right. I wrote that down. Straight I'm up. like, we're in like the first 30 minutes of the movie right now. Like a whole <laughs> a, a episode wouldn't have even gone by at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Did this, did this movie just spoil itself for us this early? What the hell? Which like, if you're just some newcomer who's never seen Evangelion before, that's just gibberish to you. That's absolute nonsense. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, cool. Tree of tree knowledge. Next. What, what is this? Um, I, have a, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. When, when, uh, Katsuragi asks Shinji, what does she know about, about his dad? He's like, my teacher said he had a very important job protecting humanity. Do we have any jobs that we would describe as protecting humanity currently? I mean, I guess if you're trying to be overly dramatic, you could talk, you could say that about like police officers if you're like some bootlicker. But in like the actual real severity, no. Maybe they would say that about like the president's kids they maybe say that to them but that president probably the president kids probably know a little bit about what the president is at some point i'm guessing that i'm guessing you could maybe say that about the people who monitor uh like your city's water supply maybe Mm. yeah you know but not like maybe not humanity as a whole (laughs) but at least this community but Mm. in terms of just overall humanity i don't think we can unless you want to like seth said be a bootlicker and talk about the army and police and yeah Mm. Space Force. Space Force. Yeah, there Space we go. Force. Yeah, <laughs> Steve, fucking aliens. Yeah, yeah, Steve Carell is up there in space right now, <laughs> looking down on us, protecting us. Also, another but I think it was a change was when they come down into the Geo front for the first time. Shinji kind of geeks out. Did that happen in the first episode of the show? I can't remember if that happened or not. Or he was more. I don't. I think he was more that. like um, gobsmacked in the the show. Okay. I believe. Yeah. He pulls like an Ida almost, like he geeks out. Yeah, this and we get this cool train um, in this one. The Geofront looks much bigger in the movie. Maybe it's supposed to be the same size, but it definitely feels bigger in the movie. Mm-hmm. We get a, a we get a, a sexy intro for Ritzko this time, coming out in a fucking bathing suit. Yeah, or a diving I wrote suit. that down too. Yeah, first thing we see of her is swimsuit. We get, a, I mean, throughout the movie, we get some of the same imagery of you know being in Shinji's mind, a boy who's growing up. Mm-hmm. Same images with Ritsuko and Katsuragi and Ray. Um, but, but even then, I think at the beginning, like all the stuff with uh, Misato at the beginning, I think a lot of that was toned down until yeah. we get to uh, all the stuff in the apartment. And all the stuff with Ray later, I was uh, I was surprised. Like we got an hour and forty seven minutes. You're not d- dedicating any of that time to any of this. All right, okay, here we go. Just you wait till we get to um, Katsuragi's apartment scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. you wait. Oh yeah. They call the Ava the ultimate weapon for the ultimate battle, which I think is really funny because they they literally now we know from the show they literally mean ultimate in the true sense of the word. It is the last weapon. For the last battle. Yep. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get the same introduction for, for Shinji to the Ava where they're like, hey, this thing, you got to pilot it now. When he first, when they first turn the lights on, what's the first thing we see? It's eyes looking right at Shinji. Very reminiscent of the show and how eye, like, eye-based imagery is uh, really important. Um, and then, yeah, Shinji's like, I can't do that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, bring her out. And out comes Ray again, just all beat up. <laughs> it's like, it's 
just roll her out, <laughs> barely breathing or whatever. And she's just like, okay, well, it's like when you're, it's like when you're at a, a pet store and you're trying to buy food or whatever. And it's like, oh, do you want to donate money to dying animals on the street? And it's like, well, I, I have to now. You can't just say that and then I'll be the guy who says no. That's how I feel when I go to Wendy's. They're like, do you want to donate a dollar to help kids get adopted? I'm like, I mean, sure. Who am I to deprive someone of dad? <laughs> I'm like Gendo and well, Shinji. You know. I was say in this case, yeah, <laughs> better off not a dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Can I instead donate a dollar to the Human Hospitality Project? <laughs> <laughs> the Wendy screen flashes the Sailor symbol on it for a second. It goes all hexagons. <laughs> <laughs> I also love how this this movie makes it very explicit that Gendo is transparently trying to fuck with Shinji's head with the ray, yes. like bringing her out. It's all attacking. Yeah, him and um, what's his other guy's name Kuyutsuki. yeah they're like plotting it okay now we're gonna do we're gonna put ray here we're gonna keep pushing this it's like it's like a, they're like a little pr team for ray and uh shinji almost mm-hmm. yeah and so he's in the robot obviously yeah and i like there's more techno babble now in, in, the, in the movie they put it to the max i mm-hmm. wanted to point out one specific piece of techno babble that struck me when they say that the select psychological corruption level is within safe range <laughs> i'm like I'm going to raise my hand. I'm like, real quick. Um, why is there a psychological corruption level? Maybe we sh- maybe we don't have that at all. <laughs> have it at zero at all times. <laughs> and this probably go a little more smoothly. <laughs> uh, pilot ego death in five minutes. Wait, what? <laughs> I need my uh, ego. The, the mental fucker upper machine is... Uh, I, I, Animated. Oh well, good. Glad we have that. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, told us that uh, of the Goon Squad, Ibuki sounds way more mature in this dub. Like she got a fucking grown woman's voice now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was still I in the did. English dub for that part. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. I also liked how when they deployed the Ava, you get this very stereotypically triumphant music, just like in the first episode. Like, it's like, oh, it's a mech show. We're going to see mech things happen. Yeah. Also, I don't remember if this is the same exact score they play in that first episode of even, of the show. But if it, even if it isn't, I noticed this time the beginning of the song sounds very Star Wars-y to me. Mm. Which I think was probably a little intentional to do kind of like what you said, to be like, Hey guys, you're watching a cool, fun science fiction movie. Welcome in. And then even the Ava Unit 01 face plants. <laughs> it's like, okay, movie, this movie's a little different. But yeah, I got a lot of John Williams in that in the the beginning there. And this time we actually see the battle like straight up. They don't they don't put it in the next episode. Yeah. We just see it happen, not in flashback. It it goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just like in the show, uh Unit 01 gets the shit kicked out of it and it, the the angel uses this really cool like pulse hammer that like and you know it, it just actually just hammers right into the Ava and the animation for it looks really really cool um and then obviously he's down goes berserk and then sweet yeah. flip sweet mm-hmm. flip love a flip mm-hmm Tears up the AT field. I love how, by the way, just like in the original show, everyone in the in the control room is just like gobsmacked at everything that's happening. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what what, are the, what did y'all think was gonna happen? What, what is, how is this gonna go? 
optimally? What did the right way look like to you? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's the thing about the Evangelion and the, sh- the show, and I haven't seen all the movies yet, so I don't know, but in the show, it's like th- nothing ever literally goes to plan ever. So why is anyone surprised when it doesn't? The one time the plan works is catching that one coming up from outer space, and it barely works. Barely. <laughs> it was like less than 1% chance of success. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, he, 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 he does the, he tears it up, tears up the ATV and starts stabbing or punching the fucking, or he's not doing it, sorry, Unit 01's doing it. And then the same thing, it wraps around him and self destructs, which by the way, if you want to note again, another one of self destructs. Even the angels have them, apparently. Yep. Mm-hmm. One day I'm going to Google, does self destruct exist? I'm too scared to right now. I'm afraid I'm about to blow up my computer yeah. when I do that. <laughs> it does now. <laughs> <laughs> Teach me a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as as in the show, Ghost Berserk gets in the fight. Shinji goes unconscious, wakes up, and says, I've never seen this ceiling before. Mm-hmm. Shinji and his ceilings. We get an early scene of the, the train, by the way. Yes. Where he hears his mother talking, saying, what is it she says? She says, Shinji Ayanami Rei Ikari. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then settle, and then does it for a minute, and I was like, no, Rei Ayanami. Yeah. Um, yeah, just going ahead and heading at those connections super early. I know. Like, it's just, it's really crazy how fast we get into some of this stuff. And like Smith said, if you're a brand new viewer, like, you're just like, oh, they, I'm not going to watch the show. These are all rebuilds. You're, you're just, you're vibing. You're just like, okay, yeah. cool. All right, yeah. Ray, Shinji, I got it. Yeah, you don't understand how much we had to try and pry information out of the original show. <laughs> and how long we had to wait for some meaningful information. Just like sticking a little tube in a tree and just waiting for the little trickle of a tree sap of syrup to come out. Just yep. we, 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 it, we were waiting a long time and now you're getting all of this in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, you fuckers are Michael Jackson and then the Thriller video. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> having a great time in the theater. <laughs> you privileged bastards. <laughs> I do love, by the way, the, the the wide shot of the city with a gigantic sea of blood in the middle of it. Yeah. Now, mm, yeah. One thing I was going to point out is that all of the shots of the actual city of Tokyo are far improved in the movie. I mean, they the city looks fucking beautiful and they show like the nightlife there's a scene later on where katsuragi and ritsuko are at a bar together and you see just literally just basically just neon lights outside like just little blips and it paints an incredible like tapestry of what's going on in the city and i really like i really appreciate how they handled it in the, in the movies we get sele shows up for the for the first time i guess yes yeah. and once it, going back to like giving more information in the in the movies the Sele monoliths look fucking crazy in the movie. <laughs> they literally have that stupid ass Yu-Gi-Oh hieroglyph logo on them. And they're just, they're in fucking insane. It's like, if you saw one of these things, you would know there's something shady and seedy going on. Yeah. The biggest difference here is now they actually have like a logo and it's the mask that in the original show was what Lilith was wearing. It's got the seven eyes. And also now there's an additional apple and snake just adding on to the, to the constant Christian iconography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and they just straight up say like, "Hey, the the time with the Covenant of Lilith is approaching or whatever." And I'm like, "All right, I guess this is it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just doing it. Next <laughs> movies do not fucking play around. No, they are no. they're going right to the source. No time to be wasted." And the chorus are talking about the cost of things, like the cost of repairs for Unit 01. I'm like, it looked pristine to me. It walked with an explosion with no problems. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> uh, and, they, and of course, they name drop the Human Neutrality Project. Yep. Again, I, a half hour into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, From here, where we go? This is there's, a, there's that brief elevator scene. Yes. Where what we see, you know, Shinji and Gendo come face to face. We mm-hmm. see we see Gendo's LCL colored glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and also just, and oh, go ahead. Just like in the original show, just Gendo just towers over Shinji. It looks like he's like seven foot tall when compared to his son. It's it's insane. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is. Always shoot it like that. You know. Yeah, there's a scene. Mm-hmm. Earlier, I wanted to, or shot earlier, I wanted to point out, it was when um, Shinji was like, oh, I can't pilot that, Eva, blah, blah, blah. There's a really cool shot of um, Gendo looking at the screen, and in his glasses reflection, you see Shinji downtrodden with his head, and then, and then Rei Ayanami all in one, and beaten up all in one shot, of like, and it's him looking down on Shinji saying, oh, well, guess what, we'll just put in this battered, broken girl instead of you. And it was just, it so, like, if you show just that image of someone, you could tell, a, you could get a big backstory as to what's going on in the scene. And I think it was yeah. just an incredible use of, of space and the, the drawings. Mm-hmm. I mean, always shoot Gendo from below when he's around Shinji. Even yes. when he's up in that, up in that building, when the, when the camera goes into that room, it still frames him from below slightly. Yeah. So you're, yeah. he's always in power, basically. Yeah. Which is great. It's, just, it's filmmaking 101, but I, lo- I love seeing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, just I'm going to keep count of this real fast. If you'll note that when Ritzko is around, who's next to her? That's right. It's Ibuki. Yep. Yeah. Just keep it. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Constantly fueling that that uh, that idea. Also, Katsuragi is just like, same thing as the show. She's like, don't worry. I'll mess around. He's a little kid. Ritzko loses on her for a second. And then... Doritos exist. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wrote that down. It's like uh, there's there's more br- name brand items here. D- Doritos got me. The beer I knew was real from the original show, but Doritos, I'm like, man, that's a really American thing to have in your Japanese movie. You know? <laughs> Trying to appeal to well, our audience. They, yeah. they should have drove by McDonald's on the way to the apartment. <laughs> yeah. What if it comes up out of the ground? Yeah. <laughs> You just see the arches first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Katsuragi's car was like a Chevy or something. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Ronald McDonald, he's 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 done a purple and and green. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's Ronald <laughs> Unit O one. <laughs> and so you know, Miss uh, Katsuragi takes Shinji up to a cliff, and he watches Tokyo Three rise up in a gorgeous fucking scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lavishly animated. Yeah, you can tell that Anno really kind of got what he wanted out of the animation this time. They they really they were not holding anything back, and it's fucking it looks fucking great. It's one of the coolest. Yeah. And this is I'm so upset that I haven't I wasn't able to get the Blu-ray of this movie back when it was still available at a reasonable cost for people in America because I remember watching the Blu-ray with you, Smith, of one and two, and I mean the copies online on Amazon are good, but the Blu-ray is uncomparable. 
So I really, I really wish I, I want to get my hands on that if they ever do a re-release of the maybe of the four movies together because oh, I mean, I just, it just I know it just looks so good. The coolest part of this sequence to me is a very small detail. It's the part where it rises up and it's a public pool or whatever. And the like bolts that hold the things together are like screw in around it, revealing the pool beneath it. Yes. It just flushes in with the wall. I love that small detail. Yeah. It's that, it's kind of like the like Japanese engineering you hear a lot about where they like, they're really good at using space and like they can make small spaces and do more things. And it was like, it was just a cool little piece of like, even the animators who are, don't have any real life constraints are like, how do we make this more functional? It's awesome. Yeah. It's great. It. So Shinji, as he does in the show, moves in with Katsuragi and what do we hear boys? Yeah. Um, uh, just a fun fact. Uh, yeah. This song that plays is actually in the soundtrack. Uh, it's actually called Misato. That's the name of the track. That's awesome. Yeah, Antics and Sue. We see mm-hmm. that, that famous shot where we're behind Katsuragi and we see like both her, you know, her boobs hanging down and a shot, almost like a shot up of her shorts. Very famous way that Shinji sees the world. Yeah, people would have rioted if that scene was not in this movie, I, I, I fear. I imagine so. And we, the, the, we see Pin Pin once again. Also, I love the Katsuragi department. It's still a disaster. She's yes. Just <laughs> one of those people. He does the same line where he's like, is this, this is not that messy for her? <laughs> and the can gag gets, gets repeated because you gotta. It's such a classic gag. Yeah, come on. Um, and then much, once again, much quicker than in the show, Katsuragi is asking questions, sitting in the bathtub being like, huh, I wonder what was going on. Why did, why did Gendo think this was a good idea? (laughs) My favorite part of this is when she's like, maybe I'm laying it on too thick. You might see right through me towards Shinji. I'm like, Miss Otto, Shinji can barely see through air. Yeah. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Shinji (laughs) is the densest person in the entire world. (laughs) You'd have to shoot him in the head for him to see it. (laughs) Also, she calls him the third child. Mm -hmm. Did anybody find that a little weird? Yeah, after listening to 26 episodes in a movie where they're constantly calling everybody the third, fourth, and fifth children, hearing it gramma- hearing it be grammatically correct kind of threw me off a bit. That's what I'm talking about. Shinji's the second children. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say that. Another thing, another thing I noted, another thing I noted was, uh, 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 I can't remember. Um, the, the first angel that showed up, he was originally the third angel. Yes. And the show. And and the movie, they call him the fourth angel. So yes. apparently there were three other angels before this one. So now all the mm-hmm. angels that we know of have been moved up a bit. Yep. Everything yep. we know is a lie. Also, I really love uh, the change here. When uh, Shinji's just laying in bed and Masato comes in and it, it goes, people will praise you for what you did. And it's an immediate hard cut to him getting punched in the face by Toji. <laughs> Yes. That made me laugh so hard. That was really good. Very good editing on the, on that part. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And once again, if you're watching the English dub, it's if you clo- if your eyes closed, it sounds like an adult man 
a, a very adult man has mm-hmm. punched a slightly less adult man to the ground. <laughs> no, come on, Seth. Spike Spencer sounds like a pathetic child. You I really do not think he sounds like a child. Maybe, I, wow, maybe I'm being too crazy. critical, but he just—he didn't sound like a child to me. He sounded like mm. maybe a teenager, like a, a late teenager, like 17, 18, not four, 13, 14 years old to me. So yeah. that, right. that, that's just how it was for me. But we can all agree that Toji sounds like a fucking Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely <laughs> egregious casting on their part. Like, Spike Spencer is trying to sound younger. Yes. This guy is, this no. is his speaking voice. Yeah. They, this is some guy they found at a bodega. They're like, hey, can you say lines? <laughs> you know this? He's like, he's like, I can read. Like, hey, hey, what's this fucking Evangelion? Hey, Hell I'm yeah. walking here, Shinji. I'm walking here. Yeah, walk- you got my ghoul. <laughs> Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here, Shinji. <laughs> you- well, there's a famous example of this in the game Life is Strange, where there's a, like a black high schooler you talk to who sounds like he hangs out with fucking Fraser Crane. <laughs> and you look up the actor, and the actor looks like he hangs out with Fraser Crane. But you say, I like, the actor was Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like bizarre to hear this voice. So, yeah, yeah, whenever Toji talks, I'm just like, what the fuck am I listening to? My yeah. question is that the original ADV voice? Actor? I don't know on that one actually. He was a minor character. So I didn't look him up. Okay, he might be. Um, they talk about the, the hedgehog dilemma very early on again in this. We get that as well. Um, and then very quickly the fifth angel shows up, and that was when I first heard it. I was like, oh, the fifth wasn't this the fourth or whatever? Yep. In the yeah. Show? This one's named, by the way. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it right this time because I, I forgot to do it when doing the actual uh, podcast before. Shamshell. This is Shamshell the angel. <laughs> Shamshell. Sounds like a, who, by the way, a Transformer. Who, by the way, I, I'm not sure this is confirmed or not, but to me, looks like the Flatwoods monster. If you ever get a chance, Google the Flatwoods monster. Uh, famous North Virginia uh, legend. And this thing's head and body, to me, look like the, the fucking Flatwoods monster. Absolutely. I can see that. I also oh, yeah. see, I mean, this isn't surprising anyone, I also see a fair amount of vaginal imagery oh, yeah. in this one. Mm. Mm. yeah i was very the vaginal part i really saw with the big like bony person on the front that we're trying to grab that reminded a lot of a vagina for sure also real quick that's how you look right i'm gonna copyright <laughs> i'm gonna copyright the band name flatwood mac just so it's <laughs> out there but then I, my favorite part of this whole scene is when they evacuate everyone's in the shelters like in the show originally Ida's like hey i want to go out into the fight and he's like, all right, cool. They get there and they see, oh my God, there's the angel and all this. And he's like, this is worth getting suspended for. And I'm like, suspended? <laughs> Motherfucker, you might die. <laughs> <laughs> these kids, they have no, they have no con, these, sorry, these adult, adult men yeah. have no concept of mortality. <laughs> my parents are going to ground me if they found out I was out here. <laughs> this is going to go on my permanent fucking record, man. They're going to take away my Game Boy. Hey, no dice. <laughs> um, how much do you guys think one of them bullets costs? <laughs> at, at least the GDP ten, of a small country. At least ten million dollars. Yeah. At least. Because <laughs> um, she just smokes this motherfucker or tries to, and there's a great shot of a, a empty casing destroying a car. Does insurance pay for that? 
Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. It's like, I don't think we saw a lot of this in the original show, but you're seeing a lot of like the aftermath of one of these angel attacks, especially during the actual attacks, like watching like watching the empty shells like dropping and destroying property and just yeah, like I, I just thought that was real interesting. Yeah, that's why there's a lot of those comedy skits about like, oh, what insurance is like in the Marvel or like DC universe. I'm like, those motherfuckers have nothing on the insurance in Tokyo 3. Because, right. holy shit, every, like, I said it in the original, in the show, every move these Avas and Angels makes can obliterate a, a community of people, mm. you know? Am I getting reimbursed? Is Nerd <laughs> writing me a check for my car? That's what, and, no, and Catswoggy mentions that at the beginning of the of the thing, when the car almost gets totaled. She's like, oh yeah, yeah if my, she's like, I'm, you know, I'm glad my tar- car didn't get totaled, they wouldn't reimburse me. <laughs> I'm like, they have a year of payments left. I'm like, yeah. there's not a year left in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like your car is base is essentially infinite. You know, just right. think about that. <laughs> your car is essentially infinite. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Shinji, oh, go ahead. I was gonna mention the, the ski lift in Nerve. Was that before this scene? I think it was. That was that was after this. Scene. Okay, but there's a ski lift. In their headquarters, yeah. and they're just talking on it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I think it would have been even talking. better if it actually gets to the top of like a snowy mountain, and they just keep <laughs> talking while they're skating down it. Oh yeah. The best part is talking about we don't have the budget to keep it warm in here. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, maybe if you maybe your bullets were ten percent smaller, yeah. you could afford anything. Put on a fucking jacket, bitch. <laughs> we got we got to buy bullets. <laughs> Have you seen what we're fighting? <laughs> <laughs> and the bullets are useless, by the way. They don't do shit because it just bounces off the AT field. Yeah. <laughs> and so Shinji's not ready for this fight because obviously he's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. clearly. Uh, he gets tossed around. He lands next to Toji and Ida like usual, like the show. Yeah. They pull him Hand up. is on top of him in between two fingers. Hmm. And you know what? In the show, though, if you remember, there's the implication that Yuta O1 did that on its own. But here, that's not doesn't exist, which is just like how it doesn't shield Shinji yes. in this version either. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that stuff becomes relevant later on. And I'm sure Smith right. won't spoil it for us, but I'm I'm very interested because it is. I mean, those are deliberate changes. I mean, those are those are mm. two pretty big moments in the first couple episodes of the show um, that have to be changed for a reason. Seth, do you remember the second movie at all? I literally and truly and honestly remember one scene from the second movie. Okay. I don't remember. And it's not it's not an influential scene. It's literally a conversation between two just main characters that is not important. It's just the only thing I remember. Gotcha. And then I remember how they had the nudity. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, I do like how the progressive knife comes out again because we gotta get the progressive knife in there. And it, its code, its word, its letters are S H V. Shiv. Yeah. Um. And of course, Shinji wants again to say disobeys orders and attacks the attacks uh, Shamshell and wins uh, at the very last second, as he usually does. Yep. He's hey, say what what you will about Shinji Ikari, he comes in clutch. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Two points down in the NBA Finals. 0.5 seconds left. <laughs> Don't throw the ball to Shinji Ikari. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anybody else? But he will. He'll. He'll be. He'll be there to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then so Katsuragi's pissed. And I love the part where he like he like sasses her. She like she's gonna fucking hit him. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking Homer said. <laughs> right. There's a different Katsuragi around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, considering what she does to a child in End of Evangelion, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if she hit him either. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, and then she slaps she slaps herself. Right. I read that right. Okay. Yeah. She's like. She's just so fucking mad. She's got to hit something. She's like, I'll fucking slap myself, I guess. Fuck. <laughs> she just goes around the corner like, come on, come on, come on, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Miss Otto. You can do this. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to a child like an old person. <laughs> <laughs> have, a co- have, a, have a meaningful conversation with this child. Cook something for once. God damn it. <laughs> Clean your fucking room like Jordan Peterson told me to. <laughs> uh, Alt-right, Shinji. <laughs> no, 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 no. We cut the Misato. She's reading 12 Rules for Life in the corner. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. She, she's on an all-raw-meat diet. <laughs> Shinji, have you, have you read this? Women are chaos, it turns out. Shinji's like, fucking tell me about it. <laughs> She convert- he just looks around the apartment. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. Look at look at this. He's like the, the SpongeBob episode where he's showing Patrick all the trash. Look at this. Oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> Actually, that is such a good comparison. Shinji is SpongeBob and Katsuragi is Patrick. <laughs> now imagining Patrick giving orders in the, in the to the by the angels. <laughs> If you're looking for sympathy, SpongeBob, forget it. <laughs> is this Nerve? No, this is Katsuragi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Nerve. <laughs> we see Shinji is mayonnaise a human instrumentality? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. No. We see Shinji wandering the red light district, as I said earlier. We get a really cool view of the fact that yeah. Tokyo 3 Tokyo's is a normal fucking city alive. Mm-hmm. And to commemorate that, Shinji sleeps in the street like a fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Newspaper yeah, as a blanket and all. <laughs> he's sleeping in the street. Box. It's like he's yep. done this before. Completely unfazed, by the way. He's just like, all right, gotta go back to my little cardboard trash corner. No problem. Yeah, I yep. guess this is how it is now. Yep. Back at school, they're like, oh, Shinji Akari, he's skipping class. Yeah. He's I, 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 emo as hell, walking in the, oh, in the middle of the road up to a destroyed bridge. Fucking, it's, he's like, he's like, the, if emo Spider Man was sad instead of dancing. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out that he knew the entire time he was being tracked and all these fucking goons show up to take him back yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Kotz Rocky's like, if you don't like it, you can go free. I don't give a fuck. Mm. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, we go back to the giant office. Yeah. Yes. Huge fucking office. They didn't leave that shit out of the movies. It's there. It's back. But I did like how this time Fuyutsuki and Gendo are kind of just hanging out playing dominoes or whatever the fuck on his desk. Mm-hmm. They're like just yeah. chilling in the giant office. Fuyutsuki's like, you ever thought about putting a ping pong table in here? 
<laughs> we have we have ample space for it, Gendo. And Gendo's like, I like it how it is. Yeah. I got a, but a, a, a Galaga machine over there. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, motherfucker, we're playing Galaga. We are in Galaga. Okay? Why do you need a machine? It for <laughs> I bought a Simpsons bowling cabinet from Walmart I can put over there. <laughs> So many Simpsons references between the three of us for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> you just cut you cut over one time and now there's and now Pooch is in a lawn chair. Yeah. <laughs> we got the space for it. Why not? Yeah, it's the tree the palm tree and everything. Yeah. Yep. Play a shuffleboard. <laughs> Co- oh, He's cornhole. Fuyutsuki and get their <laughs> cornhole tournament. Oh my God. It's like, a, it's like a walk and talk, an intense walk and talk, and they end up with the cornhole. Yeah. <laughs> All right, pick it. Pick up your bags. Let's go. Come on. Oh, my God. Um, Shinji punches Toji to get, you know, back for, you know, the whole thing, yep. masculinity thing that Toji has going on. Also, we just we just see a brief shot of Shinji looking at Ray at the swimming pool or whatever. There's no long scene of the boys being creepy this time. Yes. Thankfully. Welcome. Good. Good. That's a welcome change. An improvement. And then we get Shinji talking to Katsuragi um, and being like, I just want to make everyone happy. And then Katsuragi being like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I I think I summarized that well. And then... I'm not sure if I'm skipping a scene here, but and then we get an episode title card. Yeah, 52 minutes into the movie, I wrote down. And I'm over here like, I'm fine with this. Even though, even though it's a movie, I'm fine with the title card, but you guys know what I'm about to say. Why no intro? Yeah. If we're going to treat it like an episode, why do we not get to hear that fucking amazing ass song at the beginning of this movie? Yeah, like at the beginning of the movie, all it had was like the 50 production logos that that played that took up five minutes and then it just goes straight into it. Like at least yeah. make an intro. Have one of those fifty production companies make the intro. Yeah, I completely agree. I missed I missed that song so much. It doesn't feel like Evangelion without that song. Mm-hmm. I had to go back and look it up. I remember they said now they said they all have such great knockers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I remember. Oh, that. But no, remember it's changed across the translations because the one I saw said bazungas. Oh. Bazungas, yes. yes. Which is hilarious. Just because mm. people, nobody talks like that. <laughs> Children do not say bazunga. It sounds like something a child would say, but they don't say bazunga. <laughs> no. It's amazing. I thought that they had... So we, we see the, the, the flashback, of course, to Unit Zero uh, malfunctioning. And here's a question for you boys. Yes. When the is when the entry plug you know launches out and Gendo burns his hands opening it up, did you does that when the LCL you know spreads out, did that have any shades to you of miscarriage imagery like in movies when like a woman is having a miscarriage and the the, the sheets get stained with blood, all of a sudden did that mm. did you get any of that from that scene? Uh, I wasn't thinking that initially, but now that you bring it up, it makes sense. Yeah, it's actually it's actually. A good parallel. I didn't think about it. Like I've been saying, I didn't think about it when I was watching it, but that's. I think it's apt. Mm-hmm. I mean, given everything that we already know. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's one of those things. I think I think I, think I saw it recently in that fucking the Game of Thrones prequel or whatever. House of Dragon. Miscarriage. Yes. It's like kind of remind me of that I guess. And I was like, it's a common thing in movies when the woman has a miscarriage. All of a sudden, blood just you know shoots out over the sheets. And I, was, I don't know. And you know, like you said, always there's the the entry plug. All has fucking you know birth canal imagery in it anyways already. So mm-hmm. yeah. In Shinji's case, he's literally returning into his mother, as we know now from the show. Yeah. At points, he literally says, it smells like my mother. Yep. Yep. Also, did y'all think that Shinji and Gendo have more of a resemblance in this version? A little bit. A little bit. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Right now, anyways, Gendo looks a little bit less beat down i guess from this show like you remember in the show when we flash back to the past and see gendo all like yeah face he looks a little less looks- hard mm-hmm. there you go that's a good way to put it what are you talking about the, 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 we see again just like in the first show we see the, com- the conversation between gendo and ray that shinji sees from afar mm-hmm. but now because the, the conversation in, in gendo's office when he's like we need to push ray and shinji closer together it now makes me think that that's calculated that he's doing that on purpose yeah for to sure fuck with shinji's head for sure, because once again, Shinji's looking on like, man, someone gets to talk to my dad like that? <laughs> what? He's probably over there literally saying, I see Shinji over there. I, w- I want you to act like I'm saying something really funny to you. Peas and, and carrots. You- Peas and carrots. Peas, Peas and, and carrots. carrots. <laughs> add like- Apple banana. Apple banana. I want you to smile and act like I'm saying something really interesting right now. <laughs> Just work with me. Uh, and like Seth said earlier, we see we see the shot of, of the bar with Ritzko and Katsuragi hanging out. Yeah. And at a certain point, Katsuragi says, now is not a great time to be a woman. I'm like, when was that, Katsuragi? When was a good time to be a woman? <laughs> yeah. Um, they have an, they do have a pretty interesting conversation there. They talk about um, gender a little bit. And then, mm. you know, it's just, here's the thing. I was talking about this with some people the other day. I understand that smoking is bad for you. People shouldn't do it. I'm going to say that right now. But there is literally, and I mean this as as strictly as well, there's literally nothing that looks cooler than smoking cigarettes. It's just the coolest fucking looking thing in the goddamn world. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, completely unfortunately. And I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't, obviously I don't do it. But goddamn, anytime I watch Mad Men or something like this or a lot of Del Rey video. I'm like, God damn, smoking just looks so fucking cool. <laughs> and yeah, it looks, and the, the, the animation style here really just hammers that home. Like the, the smooshing of the cigarettes, the ash falling off, everything just looks so beautiful in this scene. And then once the, once the, the camera pulls back and you see that neon landscape outside, it just really, it just really makes the scene one of my favorite in the movie, even though it's kind of inconsequential in ways. Out of curiosity, just so y- y'all know how, like, in real life, property prices depend on your height in certain places. Like, higher places, of course, cost more. Yeah. Like, apartment-wise and whatnot. How do you think that works in Tokyo 3, where sometimes you're up high, and then sometimes you're down low, depending on which part, wh- where you're at in configuration? I think that property prices in Tokyo... Th- so, the modern day, for anybody who's work- who's navigated the hellscape of renting or buying in the current world... They have this thing where uh, they have this algorithm now that just can tell you the market rate of an apartment or a house at that minute, basically. And it can up, it can update every minute. Um, so I imagine the algorithm in Tokyo 3 works overtime because it's probably every second property values can change, I imagine. Oh, my God, Seth, you literally buy low and sell high. <laughs> there you go. 
the the best time to sell your apartment is when the angels are attacking. Yep. Because you're below ground now. Yeah. <laughs> My third floor apartment is now a 17th floor apartment. Thank you very much. Yep. <laughs> it's all about perspective. Right. Also, do y'all think Ritzko is in on Gendo's plan? Because of the whole thing where she sets up now of giving Shin, giving Katsuragi the ID card to give to Shinji to give to Rei? Maybe. I thought about it while I was watching it. Because we, we know... You know, from the show. Yeah, that's what kind of drove this. I was thinking that same. I didn't look at that moment specifically, but yeah, that does actually kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. Because what happens after this scene, y'all? <laughs> Where do we go next? Oh, Jesus. We get another one of those sadly ob- uh, obligatory scenes where we get we get a remake of the Shinji Steve Urkel-esque knocking over the panty drawer and falling on top of the naked girl. Um, and Rei Ayanami being unsurprisingly unaffected by anything that happens. The only thing that sets her off is Shinji wearing, um, Gendo's glasses. Yeah. <laughs> that, she fucking comes at him like a goddamn Terminator. <laughs> she doesn't talk or anything. She just walks up and reaches her hand out to take the glasses off. I got, I, I would have been scared as hell in that moment if I saw that coming at me. <laughs> She pulls him close. Don't you ever fucking put those on again. Do you understand me? <laughs> but yeah, like, for the most part, I thought Spike Spencer throughout this movie was fine. But it was this one scene where I'm like, all right, he's doing too much. Because he literally, it's literally just going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And we do we do get ourselves a good bit of a, of child nudity here as well. Uh, yeah. Gotta get that in there this time. Yeah. Regrettable. That was movie only last time around. Well, I guess this is a movie, so, you know, they yeah. get what they want. Mm-hmm. It's always movie only, I guess. Uh, but yeah. You are, again, not supposed to enjoy this because uh, no one's enjoying it, not even Shinji. Mm-mm. It's just, it's just, it's just yeah. way too awkward. Yeah, way, way too much. Um, and then she gets completely dressed, which is always, it's very funny to watch her just. Put on literally an entire, you know, like school day suit when she's at home. Um, and she's still drinking out of I beakers. Under- <laughs> I don't understand her outfit. Elaborate. It's like she puts on a shirt and we cut away and we come back and now there's a whole bunch more stuff. Like, there's an, like, is it like, is it a dress? Is it overalls? What is this thing that goes over the shirt that we see her put on? I don't, all the girls are wearing it at school. So obviously it's the uniform. What is it though? I, I've, this question is so funny to me. What do you mean? What is it? <laughs> like, what would you call that piece of clothing that she puts on over the shirt? Over the shirt. Yes. I guess I'll call the it a shirt. The white part is separate from the green part. They're two separate articles of clothing. I guess I'll call it a blouse. The shirt is the blouse, Seth. What goes over that that forms the rest of the outfit? Uh, probably like a, a blouse skirt combo. Okay. That's just what I, I don't know. I think you're... Skirts don't go up over your shoulders, too. Yeah, I'm saying. I, I'm saying the bottom part is the skirt. I understand that much. I'm not there's fucking more green stupid. There's goes up here. It sounds like you might be, <laughs> all right? You're here, Listen to my words. You're, you're over here asking, what is that to a piece of clothing? Well, it's a clothing. Get over it. Call, call, call your wife. Let's ask her. Get her in here. She'll know. Guys, I think I'm going to uh, head out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck me! No, fuck yeah. you! No, fuck you! Fuck you and your shoes! 
All right, fine. Mia culpa. As a man, I don't know the answer to this question. It just baffles me. All right? That's true. I want a woman's opinion on what she's wearing is what all I'm asking. As three men, do we really need to talk about this at all? <laughs> right. Fair enough. <laughs> all I'm saying, men, shirt, pants, shoes, belt, whatever. It's easy. Women, mystifying. Who knows what's in, what they're wearing, you know? It's yeah. Crazy wow, real, real gender binary comedy you got going on there. <laughs> I didn't make the fucking clothes, Seth. <laughs> I just see them. Okay? The clothes. I didn't choose this. <laughs> if it was up to me, it would all be shirts and pants and belts and shoes. That's all you'd have. Or jumpsuits. We can have yeah. jumpsuits. Those are okay. And isn't that supposed to be the future, isn't it? Every sci-fi movie in the future, we all wear the same thing. We just right? have the... Mm-hmm. It's the Jerry Seinfeld joke. We, just all, we all have one uniform in the, in the future. Some are different colors, but mm-hmm. it's all the same uniform. So I guess that's what we're right. heading towards. Maybe it'll be what Ray Ayanami wears <laughs> in Evangelion. <laughs> Can't wait for my, my, my little red bow I gotta wear. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, sorry for this digression. Yeah. Shinji get slapped. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she says. Uh, he. What does he say? He says he has no faith in Gendo, his own father. Yep. Um, and then Ray just once again Terminator like turns around, slaps him. Yeah. Red mark on his face. Yeah, and this happened in the original show too, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Making sure. Is it because of the same? Is it because of the same reason? Does he say the same thing in the show? I can't remember. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, okay. It's pretty much almost word for word the same conversation. Okay. And immediately after this, we get we get we get the next angel, Romuel, who, in my opinion, is the most iconic angel from the show. Yeah. Yeah. And the movies, whatever. Yeah, I mean the the design is fucking up. You know, it's just like a little little, little polygon for a bit, but it can do fucking anything. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a dope. That's a dope idea. As soon as it started transforming, it's like I don't remember this from the show, and it starts yeah. doing all this cool shit. And like, okay, all right, now that we got like proper CG technology, like they're they're going buck wild with this, and it's it's crazy what it's crazy what they're doing with this thing. You can see the reflections and everything in. Like in his body, I still love the noise that it makes. It kind of sounds like King Ghidorah a little bit. Mm. I get like that yeah. kind of vibe coming in, and also interesting. Like he's now the sixth angel instead of the fifth angel. Um, yep. yep. And he has like new cool powers and transformation. And I was like, whoa, this is fucking nuts. Yeah, in the show was just like a laser that will like blow stuff up. Now he fucking screams and turns into a goddamn <laughs> crazy polygon. Yeah. And he splits into two different ones and has like a blank space in the middle and it's yes yeah, it's, it's crazy the, it's the screaming part that's really freaky yeah the screen the scream is great i hear they, they put that in a lot of memes that i've watched i love romuel's scream it's iconic to yeah me. yeah and so yeah they send up shinji and he immediately gets blasted yep. yeah i wrote in my notes shinji gets fucked up by a shape <laughs> <laughs> Come immediately, just boop, done. <laughs> that reminds me of like the, what was that show Smallville, where they couldn't say Superman, so they called him the Blur or whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shinji gets fucked up by the Blur, <laughs> the shape. <laughs> um, they even put up a blast shield; it blasts right through that. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. And they blow the explosive bolts holding up the section. And I love this because we see those bolts we saw before. Yes. But when they blow up, they blow the fuck up. They did not hold back on the explosives in these things. They go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Every I I, literally that. everything in the movie is like the show times ten. It's it's really crazy. Do you think there are guys in the animation studio who are just like they just fucking love drawing explosions and they can't wait when they see explosions coming out of the pipe? They're like, give me that! I want the explosions right now. <laughs> yes. Pass them down here. Yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. Whatever it is, I'll I- blow anything up. <laughs> I'll blow up an orphanage if I have to. <laughs> just say the word, boss. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll blow everything. <laughs> it's like I'll blow anybody in this room. Loved- <laughs> okay, let's talk about this. All right. <laughs> Like Akira Toriyama loved beams. He was like, we got to put as many fucking beams in here as possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to be fair, both beams and explosions are cool as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know. I need beams, balls, and blasts. Those are the three <laughs> things I need in this show. <laughs> the three Bs. Quick, quick question. Obviously, Evangelion live action would be a horrible idea. Would you entertain the idea if Michael Bay directed it? Hmm. I mean, you gotta entertain yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> I I feel like if they announced that specific version, I'd be on board. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Well, well, Ben, you're in the notes, so you can see what I put, what I pulled out of the Amazon description. Yeah. The uh, get the gag they did for April Fools in 2009. Yeah, yeah, I see that. What did they do? It wasn't a live action, but it was a very different voice cast, which was Shia LaBeouf as Shinji, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan as Rey, Miley Cyrus as Asuka, Angelina Jolie as Misato, Samuel L. Jackson as Gendo, and Sean Penn as Pin Pin. <laughs> Sean Penn? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. funny. Basically an April Fool's joke for 2009 before the dub, yeah. before the original dub came out, but... Samuel Jackson's Gendo sounds awesome, actually. I, yeah. think, I think I'd be down for that. And I don't want to give anybody any ideas, but the modern-day April Fool's joke would be Shinji Ikari voiced by Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Personally, my pick, if you wanted to really fucking go for it, would be to cast Ezra Miller as Shinji. That'd be fucking nuts. What other actor captures it? You know? You'd have Ezra Miller. You'd have, um, let's see, what was modern? It'd be Aquafina as Katsuragi, I believe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish as Ritzko. Um, <laughs> Kevin Hart as uh, Gendo. As <laughs> Gendo! Oh my god! They would they would cast Chris Pratt as uh as uh oh god Kaji Kaji would be Chris Pratt obviously, obviously yeah. yeah ladies man character and Dwayne Johnson uh, would have to be somebody he'd be Pimpin he would voice he would voice he would voice Kaoru. oh my oh, god yeah. oh my god <laughs> okay by the way I wanted to point something out today and this has nothing to do with anything <laughs> Evangelion okay. but I have to talk about it I went to uh, an eye doctor today to talk about getting LASIK. And, mm. you know, in waiting rooms, they'll usually play, like, daytime TV or something random. And the volume would be, like, super low. So even if you're trying to pay attention, you can't watch it. This one played at a normal listening volume, full movies. When I, when I first arrived at the office, they were playing The Pacifier, starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> which is a movie where a traditional, you know, bit tough action guy plays, like, family guy. You know, and he mm. has to do all the cool stuff. I go, the appointment takes a very long time. When I get out, they've started a second movie, which is the game plan 
which is where <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, big action star guy, plays like dad football player. And I'm like, and it's like, these don't have commercials. They're not playing them on TV. This is like, they either had the DVDs or they have some kind of playlist somewhere. So I'm like, the person who runs this office must really love this specific genre of big action star has to play family man. Mm-hmm. Well, you missed this when they played the Tooth Fairy right after that. Yes. And, and, and then the, they played uh, Evangelion 1.11. <laughs> you are not alone. <laughs> Very inspired choice. But also, uh, like a, an idea, a good casting idea for Gendo, Michael Shannon as Gendo. If we had, like oh, live man. action Gendo, I think that'd be a great choice. That'd be pretty good. I just want you to imagine real quick, though, that Michael Shannon plays Gendo Ikari live action. They change nothing. He's still Japanese. Okay, well. <laughs> Everybody is the same ethnicity they are yeah. in the fucking show. Well, when Scarlett Johansson did it, it worked really well. So, <laughs> yeah. no problem here. We still talk about that movie to this day. Yeah. Mm. Everyone loves the Ghost in the Shell live action. Yeah. It made a lot of money. <laughs> yep. Uh, so back to the fucking movie. <laughs> plan A didn't work out. Yeah, Plan A uh, famously does not work. Mm-hmm. And here's a question I have for y'all. First of all, uh, point two: Ibuki sitting next to Ritsko, looking over into her lap while she's doing stuff. Yep. Strike on that. What are Katsuragi's qualifications? How does she get this job? <laughs> These are good questions. Mm-hmm. What are you majoring in college? <laughs> To command giant robots to stop the apocalypse. <laughs> the Pacific Rim job, I guess. Where do you, who, how do you get that? Mm. What did she do? Communications? <laughs> <laughs> I assume a little engineering uh, here and there. Maybe yeah. some biochemistry. Maybe some political science to do the, the yeah. talks to the UN. By the way, every time they mention the UN in this movie, it's always like the UN is a complete pushover. It's like, mm. oh, yeah, they were like... Getting past the UN, that's easy. Talking to the SDSFFRR or whatever the fucking name of the series, like, that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh man, the UN is just so easy to get past in both real life and in this movie. Yep, yep. And they, they're all talking about how, like, well, it's over. We're going to fucking lose. We're going to self-destruct the whole goddamn base. There it is again. Mm-hmm. And that'll, I guess, stop things from happening or whatever. And she's like, I got one plan, though. Yes. The, once again, a Katsuragi plan where the margin of error is <laughs> almost zero. Right. <laughs> as close to zero as it can possibly be. And just like in the show, she's like, we're going to draw. We're going to take all the power away from Japan and put it into this fucking rifle. <laughs> and we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna take all the power from Tokyo Three and push <laughs> it somewhere else. <laughs> yes. You know what I miss, by the way, I miss from the show here is there's a scene in the show when Kotsrock goes to the, the Japanese science lab and is like, "I'm I'm taking your fucking positron cannon," and they're like, "But we can't even move it. It's not, we don't have a way to move it." And Unit Zero lifts the roof <laughs> off the building. Yes. And like waves. I miss that. That was so good. Yeah. 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 I will say there's a little less comedy in the movies. Mm-hmm. The show definitely left more room for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And see, so yeah, they're going to marshal all of Japan's resources. I do love the part where there's these, you know how they, they move the space shuttle around with those gigantic fucking crawler trucks, like out of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're like going by and she just walks up and goes one little hand right up. And the, this giant machine stops moving because <laughs> apparently they see her going. <laughs> She has to ride away as a pedestrian. Really good. <laughs> oh shit, that's Katsuragi. <laughs> um, 
See, look, like I said, look, the same plan. All of Japan's electricity is going to go to the Positron Cannon. Shinji has another one of his classic existential crises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crises. Absolutely. Um. And Ray's like, nah, I got it. Yep. <laughs> no problem. Whatever. Eye patch. You know. She could have a, two broken arms and she'd be like, all right, I'll do it. Whatever. I guess I'm going in. <laughs> Ooh. She's the little Ayanami uh, that could. <laughs> and yeah, this segment, again, just has big Godzilla vibes to me. This is such a Godzilla moment. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, as we... It, it helps now that I've seen Shin Godzilla, and they use this literal fucking song in that movie, too. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. It's like, as is reality, Anno wanted to make a kaiju movie, mm-hmm. and he got his, he got to do it. Yeah, and uh, Shin I, Godzilla is great. Yeah, I wish going into Shin Godzilla, I would have already been into Evangelion, so I w- so I could have freaked out when I first heard that song. Of like, I would have been whoa, what, huh, what? <laughs> yeah, I had the opposite experience. Vin, oh, really? <laughs> of watching Shin Godzilla and being like, wait, hold on, I know this music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Is that Shinji's music? <laughs> Shinji the Steel Chair. Yeah. <laughs> By God. <laughs> And then we get this part where, where Masato, is this the part that you're talking about? Earlier you said they, they, they do some crazy shit towards the end of the movie? When she shows, or no, what you, actually, I don't think so. She takes him down into, into the... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. She takes him down and she's like, hey, by the way, the big thing from the show, he's here. <laughs> yeah. Here he Guys, is. When they're going down, they pass through like an alien planet yeah, they of do. some sorts. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> hold up a second. What the fuck is down here? Yeah. But yeah. Also the the everything around it, like the fucking crazy doors that open up with the insane bolts that, that just unscrew themselves to show you Lilith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she knows it's Lilith and yeah. she knows it's down there. Yeah. They say Lilith. They don't they don't think it's Adam at first. They and she's already she's already like, by the way, if the angels ever get down here, it's gonna cause a third impact, just so you know. End fucking everything. Yeah, and that, it shows him the real consequences here. That was information we didn't get until like 23 episodes in to the original yeah. show. And not only that, Lilith is wearing a different mask. The, ma- <laughs> the, like, the mask resembles the face of the fir- third, now fourth angel. And in fact, we see that, we see that uh, third or fourth angel's face more often throughout. Like, I, like we see that, we're going to see that face a lot, apparently. And I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> ben, I'm so glad you're noticing these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Shinji's like, all right, you, all right, you son of a bitch, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> she got him. Yeah. Let's save the human species. Or actually, not humans, all life on Earth as we know it, as we yeah. find out, is, descends from Lilith. Mm-hmm. Another thing I'm looking forward to seeing in these movies... And you know Smith don't spoil anything, but I do wonder if in the movies they do they show what the rest of the world thinks of all this mm. because man I'm still so interested in that uh that part of the show and the the story itself is what does everyone else fucking know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smith is yep. holding his mouth as hard as he possibly can. Katsuragi explains the plan to Shinji and Ray. Shinji's gonna shoot, Ray will be on defense. Same yeah. basic idea as the, as the original. And it goes um, down more or less 
I get us in the show. Also, Ray, all business. I like this is in the locker room. That's it. Yeah. I'll protect you. Don't exactly. worry. Yeah. <laughs> I got she's you. Like, she's like Kobe Bryant. She has just no feelings at all when it comes. She's like, if it comes to d- playing the game, I'm in. I don't know who you are. You know who I am. We just, we play to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like on the show, she says farewell to Shinji, which you know is very final sounding. There's a thing. Here's a note I want to make here. This is called Operation Yashima in the show, which Katsuragi says is it's obviously named Yashima because we're going to we're going to unite all of Japan's resources behind this one thing. And here's the thing. I don't understand what she means. She's talking about the Battle of Yashima from like the year 1135. But I don't think that was when the Yamato court united Japan's. I don't know what she's talking about there. However, I will say this. After the 2011 tsunami, there was an online campaign by fans of, of Evangelion called Operation Yashima to get folks to turn off their power. To like stop using electricity to save the power grid of the country because the power plant was down. So it was a, a, a actually kind of big campaign calling itself that. Mm, that's cool. Interesting. So if one of you fucking nerdlings out there knows what she's talking about with the Battle of Yoshima, get at me. Because even I don't know. <laughs> wow. It's one of those one of those history things that he, even Smith doesn't have an answer for. I looked it up. I couldn't find out. Also, this is the closest we've ever come to an actual military battle in Angel, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, But yeah, we still get that incredible shot that um, I think Anno stole from the Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> where um, Ray protects Shinji mm-hmm. from the shot. The shield fucking gets to its absolute limit and then Shinji's able to take the shot. Much like Luigi and Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movie from 2023. We gotta go back, Seth, because you, okay. you skipped over the, the first shot. Which oh, failed. that's true. Yes. And we get to hear my favorite song in the fucking movie... The final decision we all must take plays right here. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It's a really, really dope track. It's good shit. It's good shit. The Romeo scream, the the counter shot that blows up everything. And Shinji, Shinji comes through, boys. They're like, all right, pull him out. But he's like, nah, pull me back in, coach. I got this. (laughs) Yep. For once, Shinji pulled through, which is a great, which is like, it's a good climax for the first movie. I really like how they reformatted everything to make the final battle surrounding Romeo probably like the most interesting angel from the original show. And now that's the big climax and vocal point of this movie. And Shinji gets it, gets his hero moment. He pulls through. He, he takes the shot. Yeah. And also, just like yeah. when it shoots the eight, like, like when, when it sh- like that, what's it called? Like the S2 drive? Yes. Yeah. 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 The S2 engine and just the explosion of blood that emerges from this creature. It's insane. Because you look at this, like, there's no blood in this thing. But, like, it bleeds a (laughs) lot. (laughs) But no, there's a ton of blood. Mm -hmm. And once again, you get one of those shots of, like, when you think about how much blood that is and they're on top of a city, you know, like, the splatter is just going to get over buildings and buildings yeah imagine the poor soul out there just walking down the street wearing his brand new clean white shirt you're getting ready to show it <laughs> off <laughs> at the company picnic. walking during the middle of an angel attack he missed he missed the memo like you couldn't get in in time <laughs> he's got his airpods in. <laughs> oh yeah his white white airpods that are now also <laughs> he's got his airpods in. watch out Rob <laughs> <out there. laughs> oh no he can't hear his pores yeah <laughs> Um, how 
However, I will say this. In the original show, if you remember, when Shinji fires the first shot at Romuel, it fires back, and we get that fucking awesome scene of the two of them looping, yeah. like a double helix together, and that's why he misses. We don't get that here. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like we should have gotten that. I wrote that down. Yeah, I missed that. I, I wish we would have seen that. Because I, I mean, I feel like with the budget they have now, that just would have looked so much cooler. Mm-hmm. And by the way, did y'all ever wonder what that big-ass fucking shield uh, Ray has is? Kind of. They never say it, and they say it in the show, if you've forgotten, but it's a piece of a, of a, a abandoned space shuttle project that Japan was working on yeah. before this happened. It, it, it has heat shields on it, basically, which is why it works as a good shield against Romeo's laser. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that was a really bit neat little lore. Also, how about this scene where fucking Shinji uses the prog knife to do field surgery? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting new little paradigm. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Scalpel. Prog knife. <laughs> it's bigger than God. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be precise. Going yeah, imagine school. if you were getting surgery done on you and they just, they just say a machete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Civil War Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> he got shot in the leg. The whole thing's gotta come off. Yeah. <laughs> uh... But yeah, Romuel dies, and and uh, we see Shinji do the same thing his dad did, where he you know, burns his hand again on the on the pod, and gets in there. Yeah. And get, listen, Shinji, I gotta say this, man, you can't just tell women to smile. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's 2007. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, people didn't know much about them. You're right, Seth. We don't know there are people yet. Whoa. I mean, I think in this one it was done a little bit better because, like, yeah. the, the way it was worded, Ray was like, I'm really sorry. It's like, why are you crying? It's like, I'm really sorry. I don't know what to do in situations like this. It's like, maybe smiling would be nice. Yeah. It's a little better than just like, you look so much better that when you smile, you should smile more, you know? So I think it yeah. worked a little better in this one. I yeah. wrote down that line because I love Ray saying, I don't know how to act in a time like this. Same. When someone's crying in front of you. I was Me like, too, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, this is one of the most relatable things yeah. I've ever heard someone say. The most I've, most I've ever felt related to Ray, you know? Exactly. <laughs> There's this really good uh, series of short science fiction novels by Martha Wells called Murderbot. Um, I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of it, but the main character is basically a robot who is designed to kill people. However, the whole, the point of the story is that he doesn't want to kill people. He literally wants to sit around and watch TV all day. <laughs> and I've read a couple of the books at this point and is by far the most relatable character I've ever read in a book, even though he's a robot made to kill people. And it's, he kind of has some of the same energy that Ray has in these moments where he's just like, yeah, I don't, I'm chill. I don't really know what to do right now. <laughs> And he's like, I honestly just want to be left alone so I can, you know, watch TV. And I get a lot of those vibes whenever Ray is being like, like this, you know. You know, Seth, I want to recommend you uh, an old web comic called Warbot in Accounting <laughs> by something out at 8-Bit Theater. And the gimmick is that there's a fucking gigantic Warbot that works in the accounting department. He has a little tie <laughs> on now and like two big Gatling guns. <laughs> the thing is, the Warbot cannot speak, does not talk, have emotions or anything, but just keeps put, getting put into office situations. <laughs> I think I've heard of this. This is, I'm, I'm looking around. at it now. Yep. <laughs> Looks awesome. It's fantastic. Um, but I had a question for the two of you fuckers, since y'all have not seen this. How did y'all feel about that last scene of the movie? I screamed. 
I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, we're already getting this bastard? And this is what, and, and Ben, you have been asking for the, asking about this since the beginning. You're like, who is this Kauru guy? Yeah. And why is he apparently so important? He's already here, motherfucker. Yeah, no, he's introduced way earlier. I'm like, Kauru's already here? And he's on the moon? And he, yep. and who the, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this giant angel looking thing that has the original Lilith mask on. Yes. I'm like, Good point. what is going on? <laughs> And he says that Shinji has entered the generalization stage, mm-hmm. which is a very ominous, weird thing to say. And then obviously it kind of ends with him saying Shinji's name. It's a child psychology term, by the way. Really? What is it? Yes. Do you, can you give me a, a TLDR on it? Basically, it's like when you're starting to get a sense of who you are as a person. Okay, well, that tracks. Yeah. Also, Ben, I have a question for you. Did you happen to notice anything weird about the moon? Yeah, it had it had it had the it had the blood stain on it, like similar to what we saw from End of Evangelion. Interesting, yeah, right? Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Did anybody watch after the credits? Yes, I did. What? I didn't know there was after credits. Yeah, I literally finished the movie and ran up here to record. <laughs> Basically, it's like it's like one of those like previews that they would do at the end of uh, each of the actual episodes, and it had preview and. I, I, my, I did not know how to react. I was, at first I was shocked. It's like, I guess when this movie came out, they already had a, they already had a good bit uh, done for the second movie. And also yeah. I was like, I don't know this. I don't remember this. What the hell is this? Who's that? Who's that girl? Is <laughs> there a fourth, fifth, sixth Ava? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I implore both of you. Before you watch 2.22, go back to this, get to the post credits, and watch that scene again, and then watch 2.22 immediately afterwards. Okay. You will not regret okay. it. Okay. Is that the name of the second one, You Will Not Regret? Yes, that is it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got it right. It fucking could be. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Why fucking not? There's no There's <laughs> no rules. Look at that no, way they know right. these bitches. <laughs> yeah. My question is... One point. My question is, like... It's it's called 1.11, but also it's called 1.0. Why why the difference between the two titles? Well, that yeah, go ahead, Smith. You you, no, you, you know Smith. In the theater, it was 1.0. Yeah. The DVD release was 1.0. Blu-ray is 1.11 because they're all different. Okay, so like, is there like yeah. new scenes that were added in, or there is there? It's very small stuff, but yes, they 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 change the music around. They do some lines a little bit different, but yeah, there's there's small differences. Anno did his George Lucas shit a little bit, changing things between each each each, each other. Oh, okay, all right. So I'm trying to remember the versions on Amazon. Are those like was that 1.11? Those are the 1.11. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, making sure I didn't miss anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can watch the original 1.0 anymore. I don't think I don't think there's a way to track it down legally, yeah. at least. Well, he really did pull a George Lucas then damn <laughs> yeah and, but and I'm both of you have mentioned this I wanted to kind of play in this playground for a second we keep talking about George Lucas and Anno mm. a pretty decent comparison um I would say do you, but can you imagine the world in which like you know let's say we don't get the prequels like for some you know George Lucas goes into hiding or whatever but people are clamoring for Star Wars and George Lucas is like, how about this? 
how about I rebuild the original Star Wars movies? <laughs> and he does four, five, and six again. Can you guys imagine what the fuck he would do with that? Oh, um, I just, I just want to live in that world. Yeah. Yeah, I just like, would, would he approach it like he initially did the prequels? Or like... Yeah, would he add more of the politics to it? Would he add, you know, more more of um, the... I don't even know. You know, just some of the angst. Like, what would he do with it? Like, if he really got to redo that shit? Some of the... I think it would be... Lack of emotion and expression. Uh, I don't... Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Ben's a prequel hater, so it's harder to talk about this with Ben. Revenge of the Sith yeah. is good. Uh, for a long time, I used to be like, I'll watch uh, I'll watch uh, Phantom Menace every day before I watch Attack of the Clones again. I rewatched them recently. Phantom Menace sucks, man. I'm sorry. Like that, everyone was right. Everyone's right about that one. Attack of the Clones, though, I do like that one. You can be wrong, Ben. It's okay. No, it's funny. I, 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 it's I, I, funny. I, I actually like, like Phantom Menace more than Attack of the Clones. Interesting. Now, that's an interesting take from that's Seth. interesting. I do. But then again, I also have like my ranking of like top three star wars movies is empire original last jedi so take everything i say about star wars with a grain of salt did you say last jedi yeah it's, yeah. it's number three for me all right yeah I, I would agree i think last jedi might be two for me i think i might go empire last jedi original so we're not too far off but i do have a i'm much more fond on the prequels i do I don't know, man. I just love watching. I don't know. I love watching the damn Phantom Menace. I don't know why. I can just put it on, and for some reason, it works for me. Seth, you reminded me of something. I just got to bring it up on the podcast. It's one of the funniest things I've seen in my entire life. A very classic tweet which says, "Alternate timeline where an autism vaccine was made." George Lucas driving the longest car you've ever fucking seen through Harlem. What the fuck y'all know about this? Start playing "Sing, Sing, Sing" so hard that it causes Black Nine Eleven. <laughs> Longest car you've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god! What better way to end an Evangelion podcast than with whatever the fuck that was? Divulging in the Star Wars jargon. It's like, you motherfucker, in this movie, shouldn't she take the shot without the computer at the end? Like, what more Star Wars do you true, want? True, true, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That basically is the trench run for Evangelion. <laughs> his mom's his Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that was an episode of the Illinials Podcast. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf while you can still read my tweets. <laughs> I am Seth. You can find the stuff that I write on indistinct-chatter.io. I am Ben. You can find me on almost any social media platform at the Ben Powell. Uh, I don't know about Twitter. That may be going down at any point. Uh, but you can always find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash TheBenPowell, because, of course, we all know... They're doing good things with Twitch over there. Nothing to complain about at all. No problems. No problems. Per perfect platform. Absolutely perfect. Nothing to complain about whatsoever. Also, I should just uh, note that I am a Twitch affiliate, so anything I say about Twitch should be taken with a grain of salt. Okay. Can and will be held against me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> may or may not be held against me. That's right. You can lead the Sele monolith to the line of black coffins on the moon, but you can't make it talk straight. I'm honestly amazed at some of the shit you come up with. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say, uh, fuck Sile. 
uh, and we have <laughs> we have uh, stopped trying to uh, deal with the third angel because now it's actually the fourth angel. <laughs> and from the underground section of Tokyo Three in the Geo Front, all the way to the red stripe on the moon. This has been the Illinois Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Bye.